Hello, Acavilla Radio. Welcome back to another episode of Tacapella. I am one half of your host, Alicia Edwards, and joining me is my good friend... Brian Alexander, of course. Brian, how are you? How's Texas treating you? You know what? Texas isn't bad. You know, it's getting to the summer heat, so we're just trying to manage over here. But other than that, I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm good. It's starting to get hot over here in Utah as well, but I will take it over the Texas heat because you don't just have heat. (laughs) You've also got humidity. The dreaded humidity. I know. That's what I used to love about Utah weather. Like It could be like sunny and bright without being like overly hot, so... And then it still gets cool at night, yeah. even in the summer. So it's like a win-win. Exactly. So, Alicia, I have a very random question for you. I've gotten really good about asking oh, you random questions to start the show. Oh, but, oh no. What are we okay, doing? Okay. So what is your like favorite like snack of all time? What would you say <laughs> your favorite snack of all time? Why, I have a point. Why is this a question? I have a point to this. I'm just curious. What, what would oh, you say yours gosh. is? Just um, go with me. Trust me. Well, are we talking like any snack? Or yeah, any snack. Like sweet or sour? No, it can be salty. sweet, sour, just something you just pick up and go. Well, what would it be? Okay, there's there's a handful. Okay, give me like your top two. I really like Sour Patch Kids. Okay. And I like um, no, I can't get, I can't limit it to two. <laughs> I really like Sour Patch Kids. I like um, Cooler Ranch Doritos. Ooh, good one. I like it. Um, I like Nutter Butter. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. And. What did I say there? Um, and, oh, and I, I really like, I'm going to say it the way I say it, mm-hmm. caramel m and <laughs> Nice. I, I also say it that way, so that works. My husband always makes fun of me. He's like, <laughs> caramel. And I'm like, caramel M&Ms. And he's like, what kind of M&Ms? Hey, both, like, oh. both work. That, that's a judgment-free area right there. So I'm not mad at yeah, you. It's, it's like potato or potato, but if, <laughs> if we're being honest, nobody says potato. Right, no one actually yeah, says that. But okay, Nobody so so you're pretty normal in your choices. The reason I ask that, let me just say my all-time favorite is Dunkaroos. Have you ever had Dunkaroos? I've heard of them, but I don't know. The cookies that you dip like in frosting? You've never seen it with oh, a kangaroo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is interesting. Right before we jumped on the call, guess what I was doing? I was part... You were eating Dunkaroos. <laughs> I was not eating Dunkaroos. They've actually been discontinued for the longest time, but they're just now coming back, which is why I'm bringing them up because I was just finishing up a 90s trivia contest hosted by Keenan Thompson online <laughs> right before oh. this. And like the winner gets like a year-long supply of Dunkaroos, which is why I was asking. <laughs> I know, like the random, like the most craziest and random things happen in my life at times. So what you're so, saying is you need to win. I, I I did need to win. I did not win. I got, oh, but it was oh. fun nonetheless, which is why I bring it up. Well, Brian, I will message your wife and tell her <laughs> she needs to buy you a lifetime supply. Of she already knows that, but please, by all <laughs> means, add more pressure to her. So Alicia, who are we talking to today? Oh, I'm so excited because this is a personal connection. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we are speaking with a gal who is super, super talented. I am not biased when I say this. Like, <laughs> she can do it all. I had the privilege of singing with her my first and only year of collegiate acapella on Noteworthy. Nice. And she has just done some amazing things in the music community here, as well as in the acapella world. So I would like to introduce you to my friend, Janae Klump. Hey. Hi, Janae. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Hi, guys. It's so great having you on the show. How are you doing today? You know, I'm pretty good. Good. Considering good. how crazy the world is, I'm doing pretty good over here, <laughs> you know? Yeah. How, how are you managing? Are you finding yourself doing anything just like uh, absurdly different than what you're used to doing on a regular basis? Yeah, no, not really. I've mm-hmm. been one of the people who's been out of work since like oh. March. 
So Uh-oh. I'm sorry. I, and I work as a scenic artist, so I paint. So we've just been painting at home a lot. And being a mm-hmm. singer, I sing a lot. There's a lot of paint and a lot of singing happening at my house. And, and she's really good at both. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know this. I love yeah. finding out things. So this is great. Yeah. More things to talk about. Totally. So, Janae, tell us a little bit about yourself. Can you d- kind of walk us through a little bit of your music background? How did you get to where you are today? Yeah, for sure. Um, I started out doing musical theater as a kid, um, just kind of doing it in the community with my family and with friends through high school. And I realized probably my junior year of high school that I wanted to do something with music as a career, which was very much opposite of what I thought as a kid, but jumped into that. I ended up going to BYU and that's when I started acapella. I was actually studying music dance theater at the time, but wasn't involved in anything in particular. And so I wanted to find something musical. I had a friend introduce the idea to me, like, hey, why don't you audition for Noteworthy? Decided to audition, got on there, and I spent three years with Noteworthy, actually. Oh, nice. Uh, Yeah, so a good chunk of my college career was spent with Noteworthy and I don't regret it for a second. (laughs) Got to do some really cool things. Met Alicia, (laughs) met so many, so many good friends um, who've now become like family to me. And uh, not only did I make a new family, but I had a lot of cool performance opportunities. So um, with Noteworthy, we uh, opened for Jay Leno down at Tuacon. We were on the Today Show, competed in two international championships of collegiate acapella with Noteworthy. And what else? After Noteworthy, actually, a couple of the girls I worked with on the group, we started up kind of an offspring group called Luca. With them, I actually traveled to Japan and we got to perform out there for a doTERRA convention. And so we got to travel around Japan and do some cool stuff and some cool performances. Uh, We did a lot of music videos. Yeah, that's kind of my acapella performance side. There's this whole other side to my acapella life, (laughs) which I work at an acapella summer camp at BYU called Remix Mm -hmm. Vocal Academy. There I have been a coach and also a choreographer. And I've been doing that for about six years at BYU. And I also choreograph for a lot of local groups, including BYU Vocal Point, Noteworthy, UVU's Voice Line, a high school level group called Frequency. And then I also, this past February, was a judge for the International Championship of Collegiate Acapella. So I'm kind of all over the place in terms of my background. It's kind of a long story how I got there, but yeah. Well, now I've learned I've learned something. There you new. go. <laughs> I didn't know you judged for ICCA. That's mm-hmm. that's impressive. yeah. I did. It was kind of scary, but fun. I'm like that's quite the the resume. I, I think I can honestly say you did not have the basic and generic acapella experience. You're like pretty accomplished when it comes to all this stuff. So that's very amazing. Rare, yeah, I feel very <laughs> I feel very lucky that I get to do a lot of stuff still outside of college. I'm curious if we can kind of take a step back a little bit. So throughout all this musical experience, and then you finally get to acapella in college. What was that? Do you remember the moment that it was just like, oh man, acapella? This is this is a thing for me. This is something I enjoy. This is something. And I like, do you remember what like fascinated you about just the art form in general, just as someone who has all this different experience with music? The first thing I thought of was my first experience performing, I guess, competing at the ICCA. It was the first time we had really, we'd performed a lot, but it was the first time we really had worked towards a large goal together and mm-hmm. accomplished something together. And I remember thinking, 
just how blessed and excited I was to do something with people that I really genuinely love to be around. Yeah. And I chose to be around. Like I could have, we all could have left at any time, but I really enjoyed being around these people and having a common goal was mm -hmm. something very different, especially coming from the theater world. Obviously you, we work with casts and different things like that, mm -hmm. but you spend such a long amount of time with people in college. Like you spend, you know, for me, it was like multiple years with these groups of people. And so not only was it cool to have a support system, but for all of us to be working towards a common goal was something mm -hmm. really refreshing. Yeah. And that's, that's interesting that you bring up the, the musical theater experience because I didn't really think about that. I, I used to do musical theater quite a bit back in high school and then shortly right after high school, but you're talking, uh, you're mentioning just kind of that bond that you have with your castmates and that whole environment. And I'm thinking, I never re really related that environment and the people I saw and work with on a regular basis to the people that I spent a lot of time with in my acapella group. Was there like a really big difference? Because I hear you you're saying that the bond, it kind of feels like it was a bit deeper when you joined Noteworthy. It felt like it was a bit more fluid. It was maybe a bit more relaxed, more enjoyable. Was there a big difference between the musical theater bonds and the people you work with versus being an acapella group? I think for me, it was more of that time of life. So especially being in your early 20s and you're trying to figure out a lot of different things in college, like what is my major? Or what am I doing? Where am I going to live? I, don't, I feel like during that time, I was experiencing a lot of growth in my life. Mm -hmm. So it felt a little different. Whereas when I've done theater in the past, I was in high school or I was, I was, was a young teen or even now I'm much more settled as who a person and who I am. So I feel like in those growing years, I really attached to my noteworthy sisters and they got me through mm -hmm. a lot of hard times, which made those bonds not more special than other ones I have, mm -hmm. but certainly I attach a lot of special feelings to them because they really carried me. And like I said, it is a much more, it's a, it's an extended period of time you're with those people as opposed to like, oh, I'm doing right. a show for a couple of months. And I do have a lot of people that I hold near and dear after those experiences, but you really truly do create a lot of stronger bonds when you're spending a full year with somebody. Yeah. And Alicia, I know that, you know, you obviously went through the noteworthy experience with the things that Janae is telling us about that were your sentiments similar in terms of that, those connections. Yeah. Yeah. I remember in particular, I had been dating a guy <laughs> when I got into noteworthy, but it was like long distance. He actually lived in Texas and that didn't work out so well. So I, I didn't think I'd be, I wouldn't say I was like heartbroken or anything by it because mm -hmm. It like, you know, relationships are exciting. And then we, we like mutually decided it wasn't going to work. And I was like, man, that sucks. Mm -hmm. And I think I came to rehearsal the that day crying or something. And they were so great about the whole thing. And then I started dating this other guy later. And he like came sometimes when we were filming music videos and would help. Like we, we filmed a Christmas music video and he surprised me because I had no idea he was going to be there because I was like, hey, do you want to come help? And he was like, no, I've got like a ton of schoolwork to do. I'm really sorry next time. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then he's there and I'm like, oh my gosh. Like he just totally surprised me. But Noteworthy was a part of, I mean, this moment in my life I will absolutely never forget. It was our last rehearsal of the fall semester. It was in December. And so Noteworthy wasn't a part of BYU at the time. And because of that, and I, I, don't, I don't know how that changed or if it changed at all when Noteworthy became a part of the school. So Janae, if you would know better than I would, obviously, because we weren't officially part of the school, we like had specific assignments. So mine was I would like manage the bank statements and the transact, like I would track all of the financial transactions. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of that rehearsal, our director was like, okay, we're going to go to room 84. It was one of the rooms that had the wraparound mirrors. It was a dance studio. She's like, so we can practice our ICA set. <laughs> 
at BYU, or I guess in Utah, they refer to ICCA as <laughs> No, that's funny because that's not the first time I've heard of that. And I, 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 oh, I haven't yeah, heard it in better. so long. I just laugh because I'm like, wow, people used to call it that. Yeah. So our director's like, can you stay behind so we can talk about a couple finance things? And I was like, yeah, but do we just want to talk about it after rehearsal? She's like, no, we can do it right now, which should have been my first clue that something was weird. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about like how the group could incorporate as a nonprofit because that's what I was studying in grad school. So I talked to her about a couple things and then just like super abruptly she just says okay we can we can go now and i'm like <laughs> okay so we're walking over to this room and she's like super jittery which i didn't think anything of at the time but another sign <laughs> and then i was gonna walk through one of the doors to the room but there was a big trash can in front of it and it was like overflowing with pizza boxes and i was like tot her name's tatiana i was like there's a door right here she goes no no i'm gonna go through this one and i'm like okay so i walked out and i walked through the store and they're all standing in this line mm-hmm. and i'm like i put my stuff down and they just start singing and i was like what the heck <laughs> I was like, what's that? I don't even know this song. <laughs> well, and then one of the gals started singing the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And I realized it was my song with this guy that I was dating. And then, like, after the first chorus, he walked out. They, they had a bunch of black pylons behind them. So he was hiding behind there. And he walked out and he proposed. And now we've been married for almost six years. And he's great. <laughs> I was like, I hope so, I hope this story ends with this being Wade. It does, it does end well. I was yeah, like, so they, they were, I hope this is Wade we're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, this is Wade. Long story short, they were part of my proposal. Oh, that's so awesome. And then I think Noteworthy did it for somebody else the following year, and I was like, I was fiance. <laughs> I've had multiple so... acapella proposals. Yeah. Oh, have you? Yeah. Oh, man. See, that's always fun. I, I, I can't even remember if I've ever been a part of any, but I always felt like that was kind of the initiation of acapella, like true acapella experience. You had to be part of a proposal. So <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm so jealous. It was, it was really fun. Yeah. We've talked about some of the differences that you've experienced between musical theater and acapella. And I'm curious if you can share with us what kind of a transition that was for you. I remember it being very, like, I was extremely awkward because something, you know, (laughs) (laughs) something about musical theater is like everything's choreographed or blocked for you. So it's like you're going to walk down stage right and you're going to look left and then you're going to grab the book and then you're going to exit, right? Or it's mm-hmm. like the dances, like everything is planned for you. Whereas with acapella or just like, I guess any other performance in general, whether it's concerts mm-hmm. or whatever it is, it's so much more fluid. And mm-hmm. a term that I've learned since being in acapella is jamming. You you jam jamming. a lot. What? Oh, jamming. Okay, yeah, like, yeah I get okay, you. Okay, we're going to take like, <laughs> like, what the does next, that mean? like three A counts. <laughs> you're just going to jam while you sing. And I'm okay. like... That that's that's not something I was taught in jazz class, mm-hmm. so I'm a little confused. And I remember right. that awkward transition. I remember seeing a video that someone took. We used to sing um, on campus during rehearsals sometimes or plan times to go like to Brigham Square and sing. And I remember someone filmed <laughs> us singing and I looked back at the video and I was like, oh my gosh, I am, I have a <laughs> decent voice, but man, am I awkward. Like I need some choreography. <laughs> and that was a really hard thing for me to learn how to loosen up and just go with the flow and follow, yeah. follow the beat and just go with it. Yeah. So that, that was probably the hardest thing for me. Oh, and I guess mm-hmm. also I think about just like style wise, our group was very pop based. We very rarely did anything that was theatery by any means. Um, and so learning how to riff and just kind of change my vocal style. 
mm-hmm. ultimately was a blessing because now I feel much more versatile as a performer. I can do a lot more things than I used to be able to before Noteworthy. Yeah, I find that interesting that you're bringing up the whole the jamming part and it feels, you know, very like improv and just yeah. kind of getting used to things. And I'm, I'm thinking back and I'm just like, man, I never thought about it. But there really is like this initiation when you get into acapella on like adjusting to like being like comfortable with what you're doing, mm-hmm. because there are a lot of musicians I've met who've done acapella and just like, I've just always been a solo singer. I never did choir, you know, like you, they did musical theater. Um, and one of my closest friends throughout my time in acapella, she was like, you know, nothing against her or anything. And I was the same way, a music theater nerd. And so that's what you knew before you got here. And so there really is that, le- that time when you just have to adjust to just this new art form that no one really talks about. So I, I kind of get what you're, what you're saying. It's, it's, it can be different for sure. It can be a little uncomfortable at totally. times, but yeah. So I have this, this memory that sticks out in my mind and it's when we were in a parking lot in Utah <laughs> filming oh Feel oh. Again, the video for it. And I remember, and we, we did everything like the filming of the videos, because again, we weren't part of the school. We basically did as much of it as we could by ourselves. And so Tatiana hands me the camera because I had a little bit of experience with cameras and I started filming Janae and she's like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, okay, look up. Okay. Now look at the camera. And this is like, as she's singing along to the the track that we had. And so that was, that was really fun. But I mean, if I had no memory or recollection of any of that, Janae, and I saw you perform today, I would never believe that you were ever, you ever had an awkward phase. Oh, we all do. We um, all do. I mean, you, and, and I mean, you, you have a very impressive resume. So, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that has helped you get to where you are today, but it's, it's full of collaborations with other big names in the acapella community. Um, you've sung with Amy uh-huh. or you've worked with Amy Wickham. Yeah. She is the director now of Noteworthy. Um, and she has been on the sing-off as well as we the actually have a previously. collab coming out soon. So Ooh. do you? Do. Ooh, so that's something exciting yeah. for us to watch. Oh yeah, I can't wait. To watch for. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. I feel like you were one of the gals from our group that sang with Peter Hollins. Yeah. At the UN. Yeah, I did. I'm jealous. I actually jealous. Did, I did two videos. Yeah. So you've sung with Amy Whitcomb, Peter Hollins. You've been a guest performer with Scott and Ricey Joe, yeah. who are previous guests of our show. Mm-hmm. What have your experiences been like when it comes to these projects and how have they shaped your outlook on performing as, I guess, on artistry in general? I love collaborating with people from like any, mm-hmm. like any background because you just learn so much, especially someone like Amy, who's very much always been like an idol to me. I remember I was in high school and I was in choir and our choir teacher showed us a performance of Delilah on the sing-off and it was oh, Amy man. doing Grenade. <laughs> That'll and, do it right there. Yeah, uh-huh. and I was like, okay. I was I like, who one. is this woman? Excuse me. <laughs> like, I didn't know people sang like this. And I was just obsessed with that video. And then getting mm-hmm. to meet her my first year of Noteworthy, I was starstruck and I was obsessed with her. And now it's like, oh, we're just friends and we just text and doing collabs and we're just like, what? It's crazy. <laughs> like, it's crazy. <laughs> Every time I collab with somebody, I'm not only like very humbled that somebody wants to work with me, but also like it's just Mm -hmm. such a great learning experience. Like 
just picking up on, on people's different styles and what they do and how they perform and, you know, what can I take from this performance or even like Peter Hollins, like he's just like an incredible musician and getting to see him like work and throw things out there, like have so many ideas, just like whatever, like it's nothing. Especially when, when I did work with him, I was young at the time. I was probably 19, 20. And so I was just figuring things oh, out and it was really cool to see somebody so seasoned just know what they're doing and be so comfortable and confident. And so it's it's taught me to be to not only like not be afraid to share my ideas, but also own them and be confident. Like this is mm-hmm. my idea and, and this is I have something to offer just as much as what the person I'm collaborating with has to offer. Because if they wouldn't ask you to work with them if they didn't want your input and your ideas, like a fresh right. take on it. So Yeah, they obviously saw a lot of potential in you. And on that, and not to cut you off anything, I had a question in regards to that, just mm-hmm. because Peter and Amy are such big juggernauts in acapella community, yeah. I'm, I'm hearing that a lot of the time that uh, that you spend with them, you also learned quite a bit. And I'm curious, when you're collabing for, from your own personal perspective, is your mind more focused on the performing that's happened or the, the knowledge that you're gaining from this experience? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. When I'm performing, I do my best to just be in the performance as much as possible. And like I said, kind of own what I have to give and trust that and trust once again, trust that they asked me for a reason to be there. But in the early stages, I think it's before and after when I'm learning the most, because before I'm, you know, we're working, we're working through things, we're figuring things out. You know, how are they putting this song together? How are they stylizing this? How could I uh, apply this to my performances after this or afterwards watching video back? And I remember I performed with Amy at, she did a concert at the Sierra. I want to say it was like a year and a half ago or something like that. Okay. And we sang I Need a Hero together. And Great song. Yeah. Killer song. <laughs> so much fun. Like it was literally just us like belting at the top of our lungs for like four oh, minutes. Jealous. It was, jealous again. <laughs> it was really fun. I remember being so in it and then watching it back afterwards. I, I remember thinking, look at her stage presence. Like I, I want to embody more of that kind of stage presence. Just like she's just so free on stage. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are so reserved and they're so scared to look a certain way, but she just lives. And so like afterwards, it's interesting to watch back and think, what can I take from that? And how can I better myself? to be on her level. Yeah, it's so it's so difficult to kind of get lost in a performance. So I really respect those musicians and artists that can really do that is yeah. what it's sounding like. That's incredible. That's amazing. Totally. All right. And with that, it is time for us to take our first break on the show. So listeners, don't go away. We will be right back on Tacapella with my friend Janae Club. Every week for an hour, we hand over the keys to the station to, wait, is that right? The listeners? It's true. You, our listeners, can choose what we play for our requests and dedications hour. You can catch it every Thursday at 9 p.m. in the East, 6 p.m. Pacific, and then again on Sundays at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. East, 2 a.m. and 2 p.m. in the West. It's a chance for you to head to our website, pick some tunes that you want to request, or make a dedication. We'll play them right here on our air. And welcome back to Tacapella. Thanks for tuning back into the show. We've been speaking with Janae Klump here. And man, she is one of the most accomplished acapella people I've ever had the pleasure of speaking to. I'm wow, like, she's. Oh my goodness. No, I'm like, really? I'm like, we're going through your resume and you're listing I mean, everything it's, off? It's very impressive. It's Thank just you. like. Okay, man, I thought I knew some accomplished acapella people, but I clearly had no idea, apparently. So I'm like, we have a... And Brian knows a lot of people in acapella. I know a few, but man, this this resume. And so, you know what? We're going to keep diving into that resume a little bit. And one of the things we actually found out, which is really interesting and really cool, 
Janae is actually an award-winning acapella member because we found out in 2017 you won a car for runner-up for best female collegiate solo. I did. D- you did. All right. You're so right. our research was correct. Runner-up. You are Perfect. correct. <laughs> hey, you know, out of the hundreds of acapella groups, that's, that's a huge, huge. Deal. That's impressive. Do you, do you remember anything about? that song because i have here it's ready for a miracle i'm not really yeah. familiar with the song but oh my gosh you're not you don't what it's real good it's a good one <laughs> mm-hmm. i've seen janae perform that song live mm-hmm. so. wow do you remember anything about performing that song or the recording process of it or oh. is it just like something you just stored away from years years back no that song is very it was a very big point. It was a big turning point, I think, for me in acapella, clearly. Uh-huh. But uh, I remember our director, Keith Evans, at the time, he was like, hey, we're going to, I have this idea. We're going to start the show with this song called Ready for a Miracle. And it's going to be this like punch to the audience, like get them ready for like what's about to happen. And we're like, okay, oh, nice. cool. Like Leanne Rhymes song, never heard it. Gospel mm-hmm. country, kind of a big moment. And I was like, hey, cool. <laughs> And we uh, we auditioned for the solos. I ended up getting it, and I was terrified, terrified. <laughs> what? Because this song Why? is big. Okay, what? this song is. She is not a walk mm-hmm. in the park. Okay, she is a full uh-huh. on like melt your face. And I knew I had to start the show, <laughs> and so I remember getting the tracks to learn it, and I was thinking, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like I don't know what I'm gonna do with this thing. And I we did it in rehearsal for the first time and it was it was just so much fun. I think it was everything mm-hmm. I had ever wanted to do in Noteworthy, but didn't know I had the ability to do or that yeah. we would ever pick. It was so much fun and getting to perform that on stage was it was crazy electric. Like the crowd was awesome because it was such a fun yeah, you, you killed it's such it. a fun opening <laughs> number, like to come out and just like wail for a while. Wow. Getting like nominated for that was mm-hmm. like everything. Yeah, it was everything to me, especially since I'd been on the group for three years and I had put my heart and soul into Noteworthy. And so to get mm-hmm. a nomination and then to win runner up was just like, wow, like of all the people mm-hmm. in this world, like singing acapella music, nothing like that had ever happened to me before. So I'm, I'm like, you don't strike me as a person that like gets nervous or like <laughs> has all these emotions overcome you. I'm like the way you just told that story i'm just like uh can i actually be- like believe this because you seem like like music theater background that takes a lot of skill takes a lot of preparation takes a lot of confidence and so i'm, I'm just a little surprised the way you talk about that it's it's huge you so. know it's funny i have a funny story about that actually because okay. i was an extremely shy child like extremely what? No extremely way. shy like getting me on stage was a lot <laughs> getting me to even talk to people was a lot and i remember the first time as uh i think i was like tw- 12 no i was probably like 14 at the time 13 or 14 <laughs> and i was taking voice lessons mm-hmm. and my teacher worked at the local community theater that we all performed at and he was the sound guy and he he said tonight you're gonna perform after the show because after the show we used to all kind of just like karaoke and like dance you know just kind of like chill at the theater and like have a good time after right. shows he's like tonight you're gonna sing and i was like jokes on you i'm not singing tonight and <laughs> he said even if you have to sing behind the wall you're gonna sing tonight and so i remember what? the show ended and he handed me a microphone and he said you're gonna sing oh this gosh. song and i stood behind the wall and i oh sang a change in me from beauty and the beast and no everyone lost it. They're like, who is singing? Like, who is this person? Oh who God. is the guest celebrity behind I, the curtain? My, my, I'm sure it was my mom and my sister. Like, that's Janae. And I remember they yeah. rushed me after I sang. And it was like the first time I'd really like stepped outside of Janae's little 
comfort zone Mm -hmm. and i think that was kind of what got the ball rolling and so yeah like to your point to see me now to see myself now and be like oh i'm just Mm -hmm. performing for like thousands of people like whatever (laughs) no big deal is so weird and it's It's i still get terrified i still get nervous Mm -hmm. i mean i'm a lot better than i was but i still yeah (laughs) i still have a lot of things i have to overcome with every performance that i do right and and i heard something a long time ago and it just kind of confirmed that just like no one ever really gets over being nervous you just learn how to handle it exactly. better at the end of the day so it's it sounds like you had quite the evolution to <laughs> arrive at where you're at now oh That's- yeah <laughs> <laughs> so brian a few episodes ago i had mentioned to you something about how rewarding it was to be able to see mm-hmm. the evolution of a performer from the time they go into a group to the time that they end right and i had mentioned watching somebody specific on noteworthy <gasps> is this that I, person wasn't actually so it wasn't actually janae oh okay but Janae has an incredible transformation as well. I've seen it. Remember her, She's seen it. I remember her audition. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I thought that she was so shy, yeah. mm-hmm. but but very talented. I remember really, really random things. I want to say you were like wearing a Mickey Mouse shirt and you sang like your own rendition of Michael yeah, Bublé. Feeling good. I was feeling good. Was was feeling good. Yeah. Feeling, ooh, was good it. choice. <laughs> Really good choice. Yeah. I'm not hearing any bad song choices out of your, you know, whole career singing here. So I, you got that going for you well, at the very least. Good. Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate it. I try to I know pick, you, you know, <laughs> unique things. So. <laughs> right. We're not mad at you. So with with all of this, um, a, a big part of performing and that kind of works in both acapella and musical theater is choreography and this is i love it that you're on this show today because we've never really got the chance to speak about choreography which is just like this growing trend this growing Mm -hmm. thing that you know groups are doing i'm curious first and foremost what's your background as it relates to dance you know are you self-taught are you years of study because we know that you're a choreographer and you've done choreography for a bunch of groups how did you get into it in terms of dance i started taking dance when i was in about third grade and i started with just tap like I said, I was very nervous, but I loved mm-hmm. I loved to like dance and sing and be creative around the house. My mom put me in a tap class and that's kind of where things started off. And I got into middle school and I started to study, you know, jazz, ballet, hip hop, contemporary, lyrical, all these tap, all these different things. And I fell in love mm-hmm. with it. Um, once I got into college... I was studying music, dance, theater. I don't. I can't remember if I mentioned that before. Which I gotta, I gotta say, is a to our listeners who don't know this, the MDT program at BYU is very hard to get into. Mm, I had to audition twice. And, <laughs> wow. And Janae got into yeah, it. Yeah, it was. It was That's amazing. A tough process. So getting into that, we obviously focus a lot on dance as well. And so I studied a little bit at BYU, but acapella choreography is something like a totally different type of beast Mm -hmm. because a lot of times i'm not gonna lie you're working with singers who don't really dance you're really (laughs) i mean with as many groups as i've worked with like a lot of them don't move very well for people who who sing don't have a lot of rhythm unfortunately can i ask a a question what would you say the percentage is of when you get meet up work with a group (laughs) how many of those people like lack rhythm in terms of dance or that they have no ability to dance when you start off with them like 80 to 90 percent of them what like i'm not kidding you i am lucky if i get like one solid one maybe two solid dancers who can like really handle it and i yeah and that's like that's just the nature of the beast, right? Like it's a singing mm-hmm. group. You're not necessarily right. a dance group. Yeah. So <laughs> getting into <laughs> noteworthy was one, I, and I was the awkward one at first, right? Like I could dance, <laughs> but the fr- the freedom of movement was definitely difficult. Once I started choreographing, I started with noteworthy, 
And I got a few chances to choreograph for them. And that was a really great learning experience because I was working with people that I was very comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And it was a very judgment-free zone. And I, I learned a lot about how to form things, how to help people move in a way that still looks cool and interesting, but they're capable of doing. So from there, I just kind of launched off into... Because I was at BYU, uh, I got to know Vocal Points director McKay. And so I now get to do a couple numbers for them a year, which is really cool. Oh, nice. And uh, because of Remix, I get to work with Voiceline and High School Group. And I've choreographed so many children. I can't even count the amount of children I have taught how to do acapella choreography. Yeah, so that's kind of my background. Which one is the, the better group to coach uh, kids or adults or I guess oh. college students? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a, to ask. That's a toughie. <laughs> uh, I feel like kids, especially the kids I work with, most of the time are very eager to learn. And they're very okay. much wanting to be better. Sometimes adults are, lo- you know, they're more headstrong. And they <laughs> don't want to be wrong. And they also don't mm-hmm. want to be embarrassed. So Very true. If I come in with choreography that's a little more difficult, depending on the song, sometimes you you can't do like drag me down and do like simple, sweet choreography. Like it's got to be a little tougher. It's got to be a little more like hip hop-esque, in my opinion, for it to be yep. interesting and for it to match the tone. And sometimes you come into a group and they're like very resistant because just because they've never done it before. So kids, mm-hmm. I feel, can be manipulated a little bit more and they're they're more willing to be flexible with me. That makes sense. I get that. I can see that yeah. for sure. So Janae, how vital would you say it is these days, um, especially as groups are transitioning from just singing to actual performing the whole package? How vital would you say it is to develop visual aspects in their artistry? I guess that depends on how big they want to be in terms of like presence, on um, especially social media. It's kind of changed mm-hmm. the game. And I look at groups like Vocal Point, for example, they have really changed the game in terms of acapella, in my opinion. Yeah, true. They have created such a spectacle and such a show with what they do, and it's really quite incredible. So if like you're looking to be at that kind of level, yeah, I think really upping your game visually is big. If you're just trying to have a good time and just like sing for fun mm-hmm. and just like create good music and good vibes, like I don't think it's necessary to be like okay get to dance class and like get stretching every night (laughs) like no it's not a big deal but for collegiate groups probably more specifically for collegiate groups i would say yeah especially if you're going to compete in iccas things like that you really want to be able to be a well-rounded performer now that i am started judging i look very heavily on the visual performance because some groups really do put a big emphasis on that. And if you can't match that, it does sometimes not lean. It leans in their favor as opposed to your favor because they have mm. multiple aspects to their performance. Yeah. And I think a lot of it, uh, what you're saying, is like it's based on the, the personality of the group, because, you know, obviously, like you're saying, it makes sense for a vocal point group. But then one of my other favorite groups, they're not collegiate, but the King Singers. I'm like, yeah. you wouldn't expect exactly. them to to do choreography because that's not in their DNA. That's not their type of music. That's not really what fits them yeah. at and the their end listeners of the day. don't really care i mean they're not yeah, going to care as true. much whereas like when you're looking at a younger demographic they do love that whole visual mm-hmm. aspect of it so <laughs> we don't want to see your semi-circles around here we want to <laughs> see you break it down exactly. we get it yeah <laughs> i kind of have a follow-up question to that um I, i'm curious i mean we've talked about how for that younger um, demographic we want it to be highly entertaining from a judge's perspective would you weigh i mean i would imagine the singing would still weigh significantly more than the visual aspect or do they have to balance off of one another is there is there an appropriate balance 
that you're looking for coming from the judge's seat? 100%. I think vocal is first. Can you blend? Like, mm-hmm. you know, what's your tone like? Uh, are you listening to one another? Things like that is huge, obviously. But I think it depends on the the whole group of performers, like who's there. Like I said, some groups come in and they have everything together. They can sing, they can dance, they're aware of each other on stage, they have great spacing, like they have everything just like together. They have great arrangements. And then some groups don't necessarily have the same resources. And so they're just doing what mm. they can. So you do kind of have to look at it as a whole, but also just, in, I mean, it's hard. It's a balance between the whole and the individual because you do look at certain groups and you're like they probably don't have as many as much help as some of the other schools do and so you know it is a game it's a bit of a game and it it is quite personal because art is subjective so what's really important to me was probably not as important to the three other judges with me and that's what's great mm-hmm. about the panel is you get a nice variety of what's important to them right. as a dancer i do look for choreography and i do look for spacing And that's really important to me. But I know a lot of the other judges didn't care as much. So I think it balances out. Do you know if with the competition scene, do they try and balance out the judges panel with people from different, you know, walks and specialties and expertise? Do you happen to know anything about that? I'm sure they do. I don't know a ton about it. Looking at the panel I was with, I was, I mean, I'm 26 and I just, I still perform quite heavily in the acapella world. And so for me, my experience was probably a lot different because the other three judges were much, not much older, but certainly like in a different time of life than I am. And I think Mm -hmm. haven't performed in a more like modern acapella world. So I think they have a totally different take on acapella as as what I would have probably, which probably was a, a cool balance for that judging and honestly we kind of came to similar places when it came to like who won and stuff that Mm -hmm. round specifically like we had very similar um takes on the groups anyways different walks but i i can't speak for every region right i I will say that's definitely um reassuring especially i'm sure to our listeners out there just to kind of hear the thoughts of a a person who's been on the panel before just Mm -hmm. to know that hey sometimes the judges look for different things uh you know sometimes based on their preference because i i know in the past when i've i've gotten our group has gotten critiques i've i've seen other groups getting critique got critiques they're just like man do these judges just really are focused on this one limit to aspect of what we did or just like no no they're they're different in their own sense but they're all they're still highly qualified people yeah. that are here to do a job so that's reassuring for sure yeah. one of the things i want i want to touch on is uh your time and experience with remix vocal academy so the more i hear about acapella camps about these summer programs i keep hearing remix vocal academy thrown around and it's like because it's at the point where it's thrown on with the likes of like acapella academy <laughs> camp acapella yeah. acapella university so it's really, really big. What can you tell us about your time with this organization and just kind of your, your feelings towards, you know, what you all are doing here? Remix is a really amazing camp. And it started from such a small place to now such a, like you said, it's just, it's really growing and it's creating a lot of traction now, which is incredible because it all started off with uh, McKay Crockett, who is Vocal Points mm-hmm. director and Keith Evans, who was Noteworthy's director for a while. 
and Steve Copeland, who was voice lines director for a while. So a lot of different, they were all best friends, a lot of different backgrounds coming together to create this really cool camp, you know, for kids to learn and really just become well-rounded performers. Kind of the theme I feel like of this is like (laughs) becoming a well-rounded performer and being very versatile, (laughs) able to do different things, not just acapella if you don't want to do just acapella. It's become adopted by BYU. It was just its own camp that the guys created and kind of put together themselves. And now it's being funded by BYU. BYU, which is incredible for the resources. Right, that's a huge deal. Yeah, the yeah. resources awesome. and the name and the backing and the space to mm-hmm. perform. They get to perform on the De Jong stage and, <laughs> and nice. work with a lot of really cool people. Um, McKay and, and Keith and Steve have done a really good job of bringing in really qualified people, not just the staff, but like special guest artists to come in from Disney and oh, man. different places in the performance world to give them a lot of tools and experience. And for me, it's been really cool to watch. I Like I said, I've been doing this for about six years now, and I started off as a coach. So I got to work with the kids in group settings one-on-one, and we would we would teach them how to sing and how to dance and how to put together this number, and they'd perform it. And now I work as a choreographer for them. So I get to work with all of the kids. And it's really cool how six years ago I started off, like specifically, I have this one girl who was on my team year one with me, and now she's graduated and now going to Berkeley School of Music. Oh, awesome. Oh, nice. It's just crazy to be like, oh, like she was like she grew up with us and now she's doing Mm -hmm. really cool things on her own. And so it's a great place for kids to kind of spring off from, I guess, and get some cool connections for their future when they're when they're old enough to be doing their own thing. Yeah, that's really cool. Just to kind of chart the development of these musicians. I didn't even think about that. I'm up here thinking, you know, they come and, you know, they move on to bigger things. Just like, no, you all the people that work with them know that, hey, this is developing into something really great. That's that's awesome. And and yeah, you're from I would imagine the coach's perspective or even the choreography perspective you're creating this experience for these these youth and who knows what kind of impact you're having on their lives yeah and it's really cool because you do get quite connected to them and uh, a lot of them have just like started their own YouTube channels and they work with really cool people now they get to you know collab with a lot of really cool local artists and they go on to things like The Voice and they get to do cool stuff and you're like oh wow it's crazy to see how like you started off as just like a little awkward 12 year old mm-hmm. and now you like are right. this whole person mm-hmm. it's it's crazy so with everything happening right now and uh, you know it's something we brought, brought up with our recent guests I'm, I'm sure you all have been affected by it D- did you all have to cancel this summer's program or did it already take place or what what happened with the 2020 year yeah we thought we were gonna have to cancel but the i guess the remix administrative staff i guess you could say they got together mm-hmm. and they've put together an online program with oh. byu and so it's gonna be online this year instead of we usually do two to three weeks this year it's gonna be one week and it's all online and it'll be interesting for sure because we've never done anything <laughs> like this but the great mm-hmm. thing is we can take on a lot more kids this way because it's all virtual so they can do it from their home they're gonna learn the dances they're gonna learn the music they're gonna have all the same mm-hmm. workshops yeah so it'll it'll all be done this year so if anyone listening is like 12 to 18 and you want a cool experience <laughs> online this year, safe in your home, COVID free, then <laughs> you can look up how to audition and come join yeah. us. Yeah. Or if any of our listeners are parents totally. with children between the ages of 12 and yeah. 18, you should check it out. So is this going to entail you like recording a bunch of like choreography videos to disseminate online or how is this going to work for you? You know, it'll all be, um, I think, done over Zoom. 
I think is the oh, plan, okay. kind of a thing. Um, this year I'm going to be a coach again, which I haven't done in a couple years, but I'm excited. So that means I'll get to have my own team. Yeah, I guess we'll teach. You know, it's it's new for me. I'm not totally sure how it's going to work, but I guess we'll be teaching everything <laughs> over Zoom and we'll figure it out. And, uh, right. you know, it'll be a learning experience for all of us. So, Janae, in your experience, you've worked extensively with students, um, college-aged and younger, mm-hmm. through all of, I mean, all of your amazing experience. Can you tell us what you see in the future for acapella? You know, ever since... I think Pitch Perfect came out. <laughs> Everything's everything kind of exploded. Like acapella True. wasn't necessarily a cool thing to do if you nope. weren't like musical. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like a nerdy thing. But ever since then, it's become really cool. And if it keeps going the way it's going, I just hope <laughs> that more groups get started and just more more positive art comes out of this because there's just mm-hmm. so much negative in the world. And I, and acapella is such like a light, happy, fun thing. I never look at an mm-hmm. acapella performance and like leave upset, you know, like because. <laughs> It's just, it's usually just a bunch of like happy musicians, like singing and just like, like really vibing. And so I hope it just keeps going up and I hope, I hope more people start to expand their groups and make more videos and Mm -hmm. just play, just continue to play with acapella Mm -hmm. and see what more we can do. I think that's a fair statement you just made about acapella, because I honestly can't think of a time when I've heard anybody like bad mouth it. Others just like, oh, that's just really nerdy what you do, but it's still cool. Yeah, I think I think you make a a fair point. There's a lot of positive things that come out of acapella, um, whether, you know, you're in a collegiate group, whether you're working with, you know, students who are growing in the art form. There's so much to love about everything that we're involved with and you know i can be upset about that on that note we do have to take another quick commercial break and then we're going to come right back and continue speaking with janae clump right here on talkapella sure we have tens of thousands of songs in our library but i bet you have access to songs we don't have if you're an artist a group or you happen to have a killer music library then head over to our website send us some music We'd love to play tunes we don't already have in the library, and it's always growing. In fact, most of the music that we receive, we get directly from groups and artists. So head on over to the website, acaville.org, and hit Submit Your Music. We'd love to play it on our air. And welcome back. We have been here on Tacapella with Janae Klump, and it has been such a fun conversation. I myself have really enjoyed getting to catch up with Janae and learn more about her since we sang together, what, six, seven oh, years ago? Yeah, a lifetime ago. Time flies. Oh, now I feel like an yeah, old lady. <laughs> well, I was the oldest in the group, so that's, that's not doing anything for me. Um, but traditionally on, on Tacapella, in the past, when we've had multiple guests on the show, we've done a round of rapid-fire questions. But today, we're going to do it again, even <laughs> though we we have Janae. Yep. I mean, she's just got such an incredible resume and such incredible experience. It's like we have multiple people on the <laughs> Exactly. Show. You're reading my mind. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So we'll go with that. So, Brian, are, are you ready? I am so ready for this. Janae, are you I'm ready? scared, but ready. it's a fair response fair response okay i'll i'll start and brian and i will just go back and forth what's your favorite musical oh funny girl nice what's your go-to karaoke song oh it's all coming back to me now celine dion Ooh. nice what is your all-time favorite acapella moment oh no um, <laughs> my yeah. like personal acapella moment. Oh yeah, your very personal sure. moment. Yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, quarter. <laughs> okay. Uh, ICCA's. We won the quarterfinal round of my last year with Noteworthy. That was my favorite acapella moment. Nice. Um, Brian, I think you were at that show. 
Was that in 2016? Or yeah, what? it was. Oh my goodness! I we was there in the right crowd. There. I was there. Yeah, I li- wait a minute! Yeah. I literally have that on video. Oh. I'm going back to watch that. <laughs> I was. I recorded it and I put it on YouTube and it got like a few thousand hits on oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've <laughs> seen that video. Uh huh. Oh, have you? Oh, yeah. I'm that was that me. Oh my goodness! I'm going back and watching that. Like, <laughs> oh, this is happening. This is funny great. story. I was so sick for that performance. I had like full bronchitis, but I refused what? to miss that show because I was like, "We are winning," and then we did, yeah. and I died, and that was everything. Yeah, so. y'all killed that. I would never have guessed that you had bronchitis at that show. No, it was bad. Anyways, hmm, yeah. interesting, interesting <laughs> connections we have on our talk capella here. <laughs> so, next question: Your hidden passion that most people might not know hidden passion i love movies like i okay. like i love movies like i have a top five. Ooh, okay G- give us your top five we might need yeah give us your top five. this is like no particular order but um back to the future okay that okay. thing you do school of rock nice uh the the three amigos <laughs> and dirty dancing wow like i nice. watch those any day all day that is an day. interesting assortment of movies right there um, i love it it, I know. it sure is say? good for you <laughs> Um, what is your favorite performance location? Where? Where is your favorite performance location? That's a hard question. My favorite <laughs> performance location. This was supposed to be rapid fire. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. First thing. <laughs> my first instinct was to say, oh, gosh, I don't know. I love. Well, and I mean, you've got, you've got a yeah, lot so of many things to choose in from. my head. A lot of options. There. There's a lot of things in my head. Uh, when I was in Japan, we performed at this huge convention center, like this huge Japanese convention center. That was like the coolest. I'll, I'll say that was like the coolest, but like I perform at the Covey Center a lot. So like maybe the Covey Center. I don't know. <laughs> like locally, I do a lot at the Covey Center. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So it's a sentimental thing, connection. Yeah. There. I get yeah, it. Yeah. So locally, the Covey. Yeah. Everything, maybe Japan. Yeah, if I could go anywhere and sing, it'd be in Japan at that convention center. It was, it was nice. dope. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm with you. That's awesome. All right. What is the first thing you plan on doing once quarantine is over? Swimming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go swimming. Nice. I liked, yeah, sure. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that works. I told Brian. I think I know the answer to this question, but now I I don't know that I do. Cats or dogs? Dogs all day. Thank you. No Thank cats, you. please. I'm allergic there it is. to cats, so it's like. Mm. Oh, I get it. I'm with you. Yeah. Sorry, Alicia. Sorry, Alicia. That's okay. <laughs> one one day we will have someone say cat. Maybe, maybe in the very Listeners far future. Listeners, future guests of the show, take note. Say cats. <laughs> what is your dream job outside of the arts? Oh my gosh, these questions really make me dig deep. The, the hard hitting questions. What would I do if I was not in the arts? Okay, this sounds so stupid. When I was a kid, I used to want to be a cashier, and that's only because I wanted to press the buttons on the machine. <laughs> I don't know if that holds true to me being an adult, but like, well, if I wasn't in the army, what would I even do? What would I even do? Wait, wait a minute. Have you have you like worked in a grocery store before? Or okay, I worked at Home Depot. So okay, that that's okay. okay. I was about to say because I worked I worked two summers at a grocery store, and not once did I ever hear anyone say that I want to do this for the rest of my life. That's only because (laughs) I was a child. You know, like when you're a kid, like someone gives you a phone, and you're like, "Wow, all these buttons, so fun, they're colorful." Right? Like as as a seven year old Janae, I was like, "Those buttons look like fun, and I want to press them." You know, I can respect that. You know, but like twenty six year old, yeah, twenty six year old Janae, probably not. But okay, so like if I if I was smart enough to be like a mm-hmm. doctor, 
maybe a doctor. But I don't. I could mm-hmm. never put myself through that much schooling or that much yes. yeah, that's a lot. testing. Yeah, I, I mean, I went through a lot of school. And no, that's it's way just, more school it's than just I too, went through. Yeah, it's too much for me. Um, what is your favorite food that you could eat for a week straight? Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, are we talking like sweet or savory here? Whatever comes to mind. What's the first thing that comes to Chinese mind? Chinese is the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Chinese. Okay, sorry. We got all these <laughs> extra questions. What's your go-to Chinese dish? I love fried rice. I love chow mein. Like Mongolian beef. Hmm. I could get down with Can that. Can you eat chow mein? I cannot eat chow mein, but I want to I eat chow say, mein. Don't you have a gluten oh, allergy? Oh, I have too many allergies. We cannot start talking <laughs> about that because that'll take up a long time on your podcast. <laughs> so let's just stick to chow mein <laughs> and pretend like I don't have allergies. Hey, I, I respect it. Once again, respect. Thank you. All right. Final question. Early morning or late night? Late night. Hands down. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. That cannot do mornings. <laughs> cannot, will not. <laughs> not a morning person. No, no. Nice. Very good. Very awesome. Good. So that was awesome. Thank you for that very entertaining and insightful <laughs> rapid fire round. That was probably my favorite rapid fire round we've ever done here. That was great. <laughs> it was the cashier bit, wasn't yeah, it? It was, it was, it was the cashier, the cashier bit, right yeah. there. It was. <laughs> All right. That was really funny. <laughs> it was. So. <laughs> oh, man. Talk of hell. You got to love it. So. As per tradition, in addition to that previous tradition, we also like to ask our guests if they could offer some advice to our listeners, what would it be? So, Janae, to all our listeners out there, whether it be acapella fans, whether it be performers, whether it be educators, whether it be people signing up for camps, if you could offer one piece of advice to anyone listening, what would you say? I would say to find what makes you unique and roll with it. I think a lot of people spend a lot of time trying to fit into the mold of what they think people want to hear or see as a performer. But I think one of the things that has made me have a lot of opportunity and stand out, I guess, in a way is being unique and kind of embracing that, embracing my sound and what I have to offer. Find what you like to do and what you what you feel you sound best at and just like own that and give it 100% and don't try to be anybody else. Yeah, wonderfully said. And if you do that, you too could have an, you know this very <laughs> illustrious resume as Janae. So <laughs> you could- take her advice. She knows what she's talking about. Oh my gosh. All right, Janae, it has been so much fun getting to chat with you and catch up and to learn these crazy things that are so, so impressive about you that I, I didn't know all of before. Same. So it's been yeah. a treat for me. Um, Brian, I'm sure it's been really fun for you as well. Janae, I hope it's been it's fun been for so you. so much fun. And I'm sure it's been so great for our listeners as well. Um, Janae, if our listeners want to find you and kind of see what projects you're working, what you've been up to, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on YouTube, just Janae Clump. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at jannyjan 19 That's J A N N Y. Jan 19. You can find me on TikTok. You can find your girl on TikTok. That's just nice. Janae Clump. Yeah. So everything's pretty much Janae Clump or Jenny Jan 19. Alicia, if our listeners wanted to learn more about you and find out, you know, all the things you have going on in your life, where could they find you? You mean find out about my cat? Oh, exactly. That's exactly what I meant. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter. My Twitter name is Alicia Edwards 19. So that's E L I C I A 
you know how to spell Edwards, 19. And you can find me on Instagram. And I previously had said I was changing my name to E underscore squared 1989. But jokes on me, that wasn't available (laughs) immediately. So it might still be available at some point. But right now, instead of an underscore, it is a period. So E period squared 1989. Awesome. And as usual, you can go find me on Twitter at the Brian Alex Brian with an I. And then for all the work that I do with College Acapella, please go follow them, 2Ps, 2Ls, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Well, that's going to do it for our show today. Once again, thank you so much to Janae for coming on. It has been such a fun, exciting, educational episode, and we can't thank you enough for coming and speaking with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So on that note, that's going to do it. We also want to thank uh, the wonderful people at Aquaville Radio. Uh, without them, we wouldn't have this wonderful platform to bring such wonderful guests on and learn so much about them. So thank you, Aquaville Radio. And you can also go find previous episodes of Talkapella on our website at talkapella.org. Or you can see all the updates we do on Twitter at Talkapella, two P's, two L's. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in today's episode. And for everything else, stay tuned.